The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! It's that moment John Harson just speaks to you and uh, grabs your attention before you're about to go on air. Never has so much been said and written about a game which won't now be happening. Rangers have announced in the last hour or so they won't be playing Celtic in Australia in November. They have pulled out and confirmed it this afternoon out of the Sydney Super Cup, Craig Moore. Yeah, huge, um, huge announcement um, that's that's come out. Obviously, there's been a number of factors as to why uh, this game will will not go ahead. Uh, in terms of the the media messaging at the beginning, in terms of the um, the different messages, different timings, I believe that payment first instalment was not paid uh, to not only Rangers but to Celtic. That same amount of money, I've got to add three and a half million. Yeah, but okay, I don't know what the first instalment was, uh, Rob. But um, you know, I know for, for a fact that that Rangers will still be looking commercially to to do something in November around about the World Cup. I think another another thing that's come out of this is is you know Rangers discussions in Australia in particular date back pre-COVID. Um, but it just seems like there's been a, a few things behind the scenes, a few red flags, and decided um, that there was a way out of the of the contract due to the the few breaches that were there. 0808 17 17 700 if you want to talk about that uh, because there's been plenty of protesting from Rangers fans hasn't there in the last little while who didn't want to go they saw it as the Ange homecoming tour and didn't want to have any part of it uh, there'll be lots of theories as to why it won't now be happening 67 hours and counting Work it out to Rangers against Celtic at Ibrox and plenty of you are counting down to an old firm showdown which is potentially pivotal to who wins the title and that passport to the Champions League. And tomorrow it's the draw for the World Cup and John Hartson, Scotland will find out who's in our group in Qatar, won't we? Absolutely. Um, I think we Ukraine, Scotland and Wales. Are Wales bracketed alongside? Uh, I don't know, but yes, all I are. know is just <laughs> I'm, I'm funny. Still have a bit of work to do, don't I? I still have to beat Ukraine, obviously yeah. in June. We've we've got through. It's only half time. That's that's uh, that's exactly where we are. Mm. We face a very difficult game, whether it be Scotland or the Ukraine. Um, hopefully they'll play that fixture. Yeah. Where we'll be with regards to um, the effects of um, you know the war and everything that's going on in Ukraine right now. Where players are mentally, where the country are, the, the the national football side. So there's a lot of things to put into um, you know into perspective on that front of things. But listen, uh, it would be a fantastic game in Cardiff. I'm sure Scotland would bring thousands and thousands mm. of fans there. So would the Ukraine. So it's still a little bit precarious because we don't know really who's playing who yet. But of course, the World Cup draw will come out tomorrow, mm. and all three teams will obviously come out in the draw. Yeah. But obviously we still have to see who wins from Scotland and Ukraine first and then obviously the big one against Wales. I was going for an early wind-up there, but you've hit me back. You've come back with a straight bat to me. Um, but yeah, Scotland, Wales, Ukraine, it's going to be a strange uh, World Cup draw because those three names will be bracketed together. And I think yes. there's another group, at least one other group as well, uh, which, which has got question marks hanging over it. So that, that World Cup draw tomorrow at uh, five. Uh, so we're going to be talking about that. Uh, first time I've seen John since those amazing Gareth Bale goals oh, yeah. uh, against Austria, who then, of course, played Scotland 
on Tuesday in Vienna. Uh, Scotland from 2-0 up to a 2-all draw. And there's lots of uh, talk on the back of that of uh, some of the Scottish players who could be moving on in terms of their club situation. There's been a lot of talk for a long time about John McGinn, Kieran Tierney is being linked with Real Madrid potentially. Um, and as of today, Aaron Hickey yes. uh, was being linked with a move to one of your old clubs, Craig, uh, Newcastle mm. uh, from Bologna. And uh, there's a lot of it. I read somewhere today that he is the teenager in the top five leagues in Europe who's most played games, most minutes most this minutes, season. Yep. Yeah, no, incredible. I mean, look, he's come up obviously a few times throughout the, the season on the show um, in, in regards to the national team selection. Obviously, I think it was with the it was the under twenty ones. He'd maybe he knocked it back a yeah. couple of times, yeah. and then he's got the call up to to the big boys. And um, look, he's had a fantastic season. My sources in Italy have said that he's he's done extremely well. There's a lot of talk around about Hickey. Um, so it looks like it's another young Scottish player potentially uh, on the move, but on on the way up. But um, that, that, that can only be great for, for Scottish football. What he will be learning now, though, in Italy in terms of mm. defensively, um, that, that, that structure, that discipline, uh, for me will be priceless because you look at the, you know, the top Italian defenders over the years and, and they are proper, proper defenders. So, look, fantastic situation to be in and another, another good one on your books coming through the system. He's a big talent, Aaron Hickey, and there are quite a few big talents in that Scotland team at the moment. So the breaking news uh, as of uh, this afternoon, as of uh, just an hour or so ago, is that uh, Rangers have withdrawn from the Sydney Super Cup where they were due to play against Celtic on the 20th of November. Uh, they'd signed up for the, the friendly tournament uh, for a first meeting with Celtic, it would have been outside of Scotland. Uh, Rangers also scheduled to take on Western Sydney Wanderers. Celtic were due to meet Sydney, well, Sydney will FC. meet Sydney FC, yeah. Um, so Rangers say tournament organisers, this is the official line from Rangers this afternoon, tournament organisers were unwilling to fulfil their commitments. And there's obviously a lot that you could read into that. A section of fans, of course, had protested against Rangers' involvement, disrupting uh, the recent league win over Dundee at Dens Park with uh, tennis balls and toilet rolls being thrown on the pitch. Uh, the sprinklers were on at one point, but I don't think that was anything to do with uh, <laughs> the the competition down under. Uh, and it was being billed, of course, as a homecoming. Uh, John Hartson for, for Celtic manager Ange Postacoglu. Uh, and many Rangers fans were unhappy about yeah. that, uh, uh, almost seeing themselves as a support act to Ange going home. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know there was a lot of talk about it, but I'm not too sure whether contracts had been signed. I'm not too sure if it was ever a goer, mm. to be honest with you. And now, obviously, um, Rangers have made it clear that they won't get involved in, in this particular match against Celtic in Australia. And I think both sets of fans will probably see it as, do you know what, let's take all the... Let's take all the the talk about it, and I believe it's never happened before out of this country. No, no. And there was several fans on both sides, not particularly, um, you know, jumping up the walls about it. Mm. Uh, there was more people, I would say, that were pretty much against it. So maybe the correct thing has happened. Maybe the fact that Rangers can go look down another avenue, and I'm sure that Rangers are a global club, they could still go and and get a big fixture you know, in front of their supporters in another country. But 
as I said, it, it it never really got off the ground as far as I was concerned. Funny enough, I think also in Australia today, uh, John, that Manchester United uh, and I believe also Crystal Palace have announced fixtures in Australia, in Melbourne, uh, mm. I believe as well. So, I mean, you can see where both Rangers and Celtic were going with this opportunity mm. in terms of the amount of money that, that is there mm -hmm. you know, for, for the big clubs to go out and tour down under. Um, but this time, due to um, you know maybe like this is a, a few alarm bells and, and potentially a breaching contract from the the promoters uh, back in Australia, um, the decision uh, by Rangers has been to um, to decline now going out there. Lot of lot of backlash early early part of the the announcement as well. So I, I think now you know Rangers will be looking to unite and and try and stay very very strong as a club. And with the supporters and try and finish the season off in the, the best possible way. Did the organisers go too soon with the announcement, do you think? Again, I, look, I, I follow social media uh, and there were, you know, maybe a few things coming out early in Australia from, from different people that I kind of know. And that was well before uh, the official launch, uh, Rob. So you know what it's like. Sometimes, you know, it's, uh, the, these big signings or these big promotions or opportunities... You know, there, there, there always seems to be a leak, unfortunately, and, and whether or not, again, that was um, something that could be used in terms of the contract and the situation, I, I don't know, but I've seen bits and pieces come out well before the official launch. Is there a who cares factor here, John? Um, is Does £3.5 million matter that much in the great scheme of things to Celtic and Rangers? Listen, I think it's big money, I think, for, for, for either club. Um but as I said, I, I think there was a lot of people a little bit disgruntled about the whole thing. Um, probably more people didn't want it to happen than actually wanted it to happen. So as I said, Rangers are a, are a huge club with a huge fan base and they can explore now other avenues. And I'm sure, as Craig said, that there are plenty of teams that would like to play Rangers in, in big countries. So as I said, I, I think... As a club, uh, Rangers have, have drawn away from this now and it's a case of Celtic will go to Australia, Rangers won't. But listen, there'll be other there'll be other opportunities for Rangers, I'm sure about that. We've just seen pictures in the studio of, uh, of Rangers and Celtic uh, striding out the tunnel um, as uh, Sky Sports News are looking ahead to, to that match on on Sunday lunchtime this could have been a big this could have been a big distraction potentially mm. could it uh, going into this game if some of the Rangers fans continued with their protest against Australia Craig personally I, I don't believe it would have no um, you know certainly in regards to, to players uh, players have got one focus uh, and that's to go out and, 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 and try and win what is a, a massive football match for both clubs? Yeah, but you saw that you saw what they did. At the Rangers fans, some of them did at Dens. Would they not have done that yeah. at Ibrox? I don't believe so. No, I don't no. believe so. I think you know, again, with knowing what's on the line, how important this match is, I believe that the the supporters would have been behind the team uh, for the, for this match. You know, I'm not saying that obviously the what happened at Dundee was right, um, but obviously they they were venting their their frustration and their anger. Um, in the situation, I don't believe it would have carried on in 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 terms of this old firm match. I don't think it would have happened. But is it but is it suitable timing wise for Rangers just to get rid of it completely at this stage? Yeah, I mean, look, there, there's you know the, you got the cup semi final, which is a massive game. You got this old firm game, which for me is a title decider. 
in terms of if Rangers were to lose this match, the league, in my opinion, is, it's finished. Um, there's so much on the on the line. There's 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 not long, you know, six seven matches uh, remaining in in terms of the season, Rob. So yeah. to go in, I guess, as a club with with, with clarity, with with a clear mind, and probably knowing that the supporters now uh, most certainly are going to be one hundred percent behind you. Um, yeah, I mean that, that's certainly got to be a good thing for Rangers. Six games left after Sunday, John. If Celtic avoid defeat at Ibrox, is it their title? No. No, it's not. Um, and that won't be the the attitude of the players or the manager. No, but I'm asking you if you think that. No, I don't, Rob. I, I think there'll be another six games left after this weekend. If Celtic win on the weekend, it goes to six points with a 14-goal advantage and obviously potentially more goals You know, with the result. Mm. Um, so they are then firmly in the driving seat to go and uh, clinch the title back from Rangers. If Rangers win, then from their perspective, their point of view, the title race is is right back on. They are right back in mm-hmm. the race. So it's a huge game. Uh, sadly for me personally, myself, I would take a draw. I, I know what a tough place Ibrox is to go. Rangers are in good form, mm-hmm. um, in particular in Europe. Um so we don't know. Lots of injuries. Um, we're going to look through the, at the teams and potential injuries and what teams could, mm. you know, actually start the game. Yeah, we both got our views on that. But as I said, Celtic win it, then they are in a position where it's theirs. Then it's their league to lose. Rangers win it. Rangers, I think, don't have to. They they can't lose. I don't think they can afford to lose because no. there's another six games. You yeah, play, so, so you, my, play there, you play once more at Celtic Park, remember, yeah. to claw back some points. Mm-hmm. And you also play then the top five teams. And both clubs have dropped points to the top five teams this season. Yeah. Let, let, let me rephrase my question to you then. Okay. I, I said if Celtic avoid defeat, is it their title? Uh, and you said not necessarily. If Celtic win on Sunday, is it their title? It's their title to lose. Absolutely. They can only throw it away then. Six points, potential seven points yeah. with the goals yeah. massive, advantage. Massive at this stage. Of and season. then all of a sudden you're thinking, this is, Craig's right, I think, if Celtic win, um, then it puts them in a in a fantastic place to go and attack the last six games. Rangers can't afford to lose. They can't afford to be six points behind, potentially seven with the goals, mm. with six games to go. Um you know, it's 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 really sound like I've got one hand on the title if they go and win at Ibrox on Sunday. How do you see it, Craig? Let let's those two options: a draw or a Celtic win. Are, are, if if it's a draw on Sunday, are Rangers still in there fighting? I yeah. know they're I know they're yeah, fighting yeah. because they're arithmetically it's nowhere near <laughs> finished. But in your view, yeah. would a draw for Celtic almost close the door on Rangers? I actually think it still leaves the door slightly open, a draw. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think Celtic would be mindful that yes, we're we're still <coughs> we're still ahead. Um, we've we've got the three point margin, potentially four with the point difference. Yeah. Um, but the doors the doors still open, uh, and Rangers would still feel as if uh, they 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 would have a chance to try and chase Celtic down in the remaining games. Rob, for me, Celtic win. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's curtains. Done. It's done. It's curtains. Yeah. I mean, I you know I know that again. We, you touched on it at the beginning there that nobody within the the, the team would, would give up, and you would play and, and and try and do everything possible. Too too few games left. 
too big a task to, to, to reel in, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Something dramatic would have to happen and, and I just couldn't see that happening if Celtic were to win the match. Um, because that would effectively be seven points, wouldn't it, with, with the goal difference and that's a hell of a lot to try to turn around in six games. One of which is another old firm game. Yes. You look at it that way and Celtic then would potentially have to lose potentially three games out of the final six if you're thinking of the seven points, mm -hmm. you know, um, yeah. because of the goal difference as well. You know? And, and yeah. I can't see that. I can't see, you know, maybe a draw, John, like, you yeah. know, but I, yeah. can't, I can't see consecutive losses or or something like that from either team at, yeah. this, at this stage of the season. So... That's how that's how big this game is, you know. I mean, obviously Rangers, in my opinion, uh, this is a game they have to go and win. But at the same time, you know, Celtic will know if they can if they can go and win. It's an unbelievable incentive! You go to your, your biggest rival and go and win the match, then it could be done. It's a mouth-watering game. I tell you why, because <laughs> Celtic will only play one way. Mm -hmm. You know, they've got history this season. They will go at it from the first minute. Yeah, there is no holding back. There is no sitting back and and being conservative. There's no putting two central midfielders in, you know, to say break us down as a six, you know, two city midfielders, you know, making it difficult for Rangers to go. Celtic will get forward, they'll put their wingers forward, they'll be cutting inside, they'll be overlapping, you know, they'll be trying to thread balls through whoever plays, whether it's Atati or Riley uh, Rogic is slightly injured. We don't know whether Rogic is fit enough to start. But it's going to be a fantastic game simply because of what's on this game. Yeah, There's a lot riding on this on Sunday. I could listen to you two talking all night long, just as well, really, because we are on till seven. And we've talked for 20 minutes already. Time flies on the Go Radio Football Show. That is for sure. 0808 17 17 700. Uh, we'll get to your calls, get involved in the football conversation. What do you make of Rangers pulling out of the Sydney Super Cup? Uh, what is your starting 11 for either Rangers or Celtic on Sunday? Will Kyogo be in the squad? What about Alfredo Morelos? We'll spoke, speak about that with a uh, Photograph circulating of Rangers top scorer on crutches. Is he counted out of the big game on Sunday? Lots to talk about. Get in touch. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. Thursday's Go Radio Football Show. We are 67 hours. It was 67 hours at the top of the show. I can't actually work out what 67 hours minus 26 minutes is. If I could, I would tell you exactly how long it is to kick off uh, high noon at Ibrox on Sunday. What a game in prospect. If you ain't excited about that one, then I would check for a pulse, uh, to be perfectly honest. And it could be pivotal, couldn't it, in terms of uh, where the title is going to end up this season. Celtic three points ahead, but that uh, superior goal difference as well, counting for a lot. And who better to have in our company uh, with just uh, a few days to go to the big one, 
Craig Moore and John Hartson. Yes, they are here and ready to talk to you if you want to give us a call. And we're about to get to our first caller of the night in just a second. On the day, uh, just a couple of hours after, Rangers confirmed that they are pulling out of the Sydney Super Cup. There is not going to be an old firm showdown in Australia. Let's talk to Craig in Cumbernauld. Hi, Craig. Hi, Rob, Craig and John, how are you doing? Hi, Craig. Hi, mate. Good. Uh, what are you thinking about that uh, announcement this afternoon, Craig? Look, I think, firstly, I was not that fussed about it to begin with in terms of I, I wasn't that angry at the idea of, of it going ahead, but I could get why other people were. Um, me, personally, I just saw it as a good opportunity for Rangers to, to get a, a decent amount of money into the bank. I think the amount of money you know, just over three million pounds. The fact that that was more or or more or less what you would get for the entire season in Scotland reflects quite poorly, actually, um, on the the kind of money and shows how desperately we're underselling our game. But mm-hmm. that is how I viewed it. But I think it's for the best that it's probably been cancelled now because I think the anger goes further than just that it's Ange Postecoglou's homecoming tour. I don't think it's just all about that. That's kind of been the headline, but it's not just about that. It's about the fact that for 10 years now, you know, as Rangers fans, we've had to sit back and watch as people have, you know, as Celtic have denied the existence of the name Old Firm whilst still taking money for it. And other pundits have also, you know, do their level best to not actually use the title Old Firm when that's what it's called. You know, when they call it the Glasgow Derby, the Glasgow Derby's when Rangers play Partick Thistle or Celtic play Partick Thistle, not when they two play it. And I don't say that because people go, well, what does it name matter? It matters because you're trying to basically diminish the importance of it. It's a dig at Rangers to say, yeah, you're not the cover you're wearing anymore, so you're not as important of a rival as you used to be, which is patently untrue. And I think that's where a lot of people's anger comes. Personally, I wouldn't be protesting or doing what people done because I think these these things are what they are. But it, it, there is a real deep-seated issue there that has not been resolved, and I don't think it will be, because you see it all the time. I mean, I saw Scott McDonald on the television doing an interview, and he was going at great pains to not say the name old firm. Then when he eventually did, backtracked quite quickly, straight back to Glasgow Derby. So, you know, it's just frustrating. Why can't people call this Derby game like others, like the El Clasico? You wouldn't call that the whatever other Derby. You know, that's what it is. Um, and I think that's a, a frustration. Um, Craig Moore old firm or not old firm old firm derby for me all day long I've always seen it as the old firm derby and and, and nothing has changed for me I mean everyone's got their their their, their own take I guess but um, since coming back and I've been back now 18 months and we've we've done a bit pre, pre-show and that sort of stuff and for me it's it's the old firm derby mm-hmm. that's the that's the game that's around the corner that's a title decider that's coming on Sunday it's the old firm derby John old firm well, I've said I've said Celtic Rangers in the last uh, few times <laughs> that I've been on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a you know there's a, there's a view a lot of Celtic fans now say the Glasgow Derby and they have their own they have to come on here and discuss why but there's more they than one it. Glasgow Derby, isn't there? Yeah, but what I'm saying to you is, if it's Rangers, you'd say you know Rangers Celtic, uh, and I've got I've been saying that myself because a lot of the Celtic fans don't like to say the old firm and as you know I am Celtic I'm not Rangers if you like um, and if you ask other players listen the old firm it's it's always been called the old firm 
and the Celtic fans now decided to call it and you know they can come on and explain why um, is that not quite I, a big I, selling point I mean as, as Craig was saying there, well, is, is that, not one, of, is that not one of the fixtures big selling points you know when you do headline it as Old Farm Showdown or whatever to some people yes but not to others mm-hmm. so yeah, they'd have their reasons why um, what would you say to, Craig what would you say to John well listen I've got great respect for you John of mm. course I do you know but uh, uh, you know, to me what I can't get, it's to me it's to take away from that somebody shrinks from it. and also there's the fact that Celtic as a football club still make money off of the trademark old firm as do Rangers I'm not saying it's loads but they do so when they come out and their board's coming out with statements saying well not half of anything well then to me if they really truly believe that if that's if that's heart on the heart what they believe then they should be saying, as of now, we're going to scrap anything to do for them. We're not going to make any money off it. And then you might have a more, as a club, you might have a more different argument. Fans, you know, again, it, it is a slap in the face to Rangers fans because it's, they say you're no more important than a game against Partick Thistle. That is how it feels as the Rangers. And I grew up, you know, Old Firm Derby. What you played in, John, was the Old Firm Derby. What Craig played in was the Old Firm Derby. And to me, it's still... It still is that. So when you kind of get diminished to, uh, uh, just like Patrick Thistle, it's a Glasgow derby. Yeah, that that does anger fans. Um, and and you know, do you see it that way, Craig? Do you do you do you see it as a big a big selling point, not just in the UK and in Scotland, but around the world? I, I think more so, uh, Rob, around the world. Because when when you're here in the goldfish bowl, you know you kind of you're a little bit more uh, maybe sensitive or up to date with everything. And um, you know Glasgow's a small place, but I think when you talk globally uh, in terms of the supporter bases that are around the world, I mean, for me the the, the old firm is, uh, is is a great selling point. Uh, I understand that that both clubs um, want to be bigger than the other. Um, that comes with great rivalry. Um, I've got no no kind of issue with that. From my my personal experience, from my time uh, playing in Scotland for twelve years, uh, and also recently being back, and I've seen it from other parts of the world. I, I just feel as if like a, a strong Rangers and Celtic is is fantastic for Scottish football. Craig made a, a really good point at the start there, talk, talking about this yeah. the how much financially hung on this for, for Celtic and Rangers and, and we would reckon it to be about three and a half million yeah. each. Um, and, you know, the fact that, that both clubs were would, would happily have grabbed at that money tells a, does tell us something about the financial riches that are not there for Celtic and Rangers purely in Scottish football. Because of the prize money, because broadcast, of what's available here, broadcast. The, broadcast, the 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 broadcast money is just a is petty cash compared to m- most of the the big leagues across well, Europe. It is, uh, and that's because of the Sky have come in and helped slightly with the five year contract that Sky have had. They put an awful lot of money. Yeah, into. but there's no there's no competition, is there? B- BT were squeezed out. You know, I, I don't know what the B- the BT Sport bid was. But in a, no, in but a part... Sky can't come in with BT. It was only one or the other, wasn't it? No, no, but well, previously it was both, wasn't it? You know, yeah, pre- they were shown both. The, the last deal was both, competing was, against was, each other. Yeah, but was Sky just doing the 
the derby games. Or Sky, had the, Sky had the, the derby games not all, as, their, not as their, all the football, no. Not, no, no, not no, 72 no. games a season. No, exactly. No, exactly. They were, they were yeah. sharing it between them, but there was that competition element, whereas, whereas this time around, there was only one viable... Yeah, uh, it, it is embarrassing a little bit because um, Scottish football, I played here and now I, I live here. And it's, it's it's a great league. Um, it's a really good league. Look at the, look at the title race we've got this season. Mm. Look at you know the Hearts have really bounced back. And do we uh, sell? Do we sell it well enough? I think does, we try. Does football yeah, sell we itself. But you've got to look at you've got to look at the interest outside of Scotland, mm-hmm. Rob. You know, yeah. Celtic and Rangers are a huge fan base. Yeah. They're global clubs. You go down to England. There's probably twenty Celtic and Rangers supporters clubs. Mm. All over the country. There's three in Swansea. There's three, mm-hmm. you know, there's mm-hmm. some in Cardiff, there's some in, in the Midlands. They're massively supported clubs. Yeah. But there's always been this arrogance and this ignorance of Scottish football being substandard. Mm-hmm. There's always been there. Mm-hmm. And when they talk about the footballers even, and it's took for a Van Dyke to go down there, or a Kieran Tini to go down to um to go and play in England for mm-hmm. people to actually take note of the of the standard that that there is that up here in Scotland, it's pretty ignorant, really. Look at the runs that Rangers have beaten big, you know, English teams over the years. Yeah. We knocked Liverpool and Blackburn out of the out of the UEFA Cup in yeah. two thousand three, and it is ignorant. I'll say that now. It is very very ignorant, and yeah. it's arrogant as yeah. well that they think that, you know, they they, they can't give the Scottish uh, the Scottish FA or the SPFA more money to show to show Scottish football rights because you know that's the way it's always been I don't I don't know how you're going to change that yeah I mean whether you call it Old Farm or whether you call it Rangers against Celtic it's a brand which does sell doesn't it right around the world Craig and very very well and very very well I mean like I said this is a this is a game that is watched all over the world correct all over the world. So, you, you, in terms of Rob, you know, do we at times undersell Scottish football? Uh, look, I've not not been obviously involved in those kind of discussions, but what what I will say is that there is um, probably financially a lot more opportunity out there, which I believe that they're they're really trying to 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 dig deep into and look for better um, opportunities for Scottish football, which financially will be huge for, for the game, you know. Obviously, Rangers and Celtic are the powerhouses and, uh, um, you know, you got the, the, the Edinburgh clubs and all sort of stuff, but it's, it's, it's that flow-on down the, the leagues as well to really grow the Scottish game. It, it's, 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 it's important and you've got to capitalise on your brands and you've got to capitalise on uh, the exposure. I guess commercially how you can turn that into dollars, that's for, for the smart people in those suits. Yeah, but it, it seems like a really decent product to be selling and the the impression I guess most of us would get at the moment is that it's being sold on the cheap uh, because the sort of figures we're talking about mm. for the TV deals and for the sponsorship um, are, are pretty minimal. Uh, Craig, I wanted to ask you, Craig, uh, caller Craig as opposed to Craig who's uh, standing opposite me here, um, what, what a, in terms of results, potential results on Sunday, Craig, how, how are you viewing it? If, what, what, if it's a, a draw or if it's a Celtic win, how would you view those two outcomes? I think either or, for me, I think either or pretty much wins the league for Celtic because looking at the fact that, yes, there's still, I think, there'll be six games or so after that, still got to play all the top five, and there's another game at Celtic Park, but we already know the last time Rangers went there, 
you know, we were completely turned over and in that atmosphere, you know, it's it's a tough ask, um, you know, to when your back's against the wall as it would be in that circumstance. But it's also the fact that I can't really see how anybody else takes points off Celtic because looking at who's going to be in the top five, uh, or the top six, sorry, you know, take Rangers out of the equation, who's taking points off them? You know, Hearts are very sort of, they're so comfortable in their position that they're kind of up and down in form. You know, one week they play really well, the next week, not so much because they don't really have to right now. Yeah. Hibs, again, they can't score goals. You know, they simply they can play nice football, but they cannot score a goal to save their lives. Um, and then you've got a choice there, whether it's, you know, it could still be Ross County, it could be Motherwell. It's four to it's ten, isn't it, Craig? Four, four to ten, I, th- I think it's still, is it four points? I mean, so the top six yeah. is, is is still mm. very much, oh, yeah. outside the top three, is, is very Good, much yeah. up for grabs. I yeah. mean, it's so yeah. close. Well, I, I wouldn't go as far as to say it's over. You know, you, you look at Celtic struggles against Livingston. You know, they might finish top six. The six that this they didn't struggle last time, though, did they? No, they went there and won very well the mm-hmm. last time, and and that was for the um, for a long time that they'd struggled mm-hmm. against Hibs. Yeah. Uh, Livingston, sorry, they went there and they performed really, really well. It was a fantastic win, one of their biggest mm-hmm. wins actually, because they were under pressure. I think, uh, yeah, I think going to, into that game, a lot of people were thinking hey, this could be really, this could be really I, I, dodgy I, for yeah, Celtic, and, and, and it was and anything. I but I don't think that went in anybody else's favour other than Celtic, because yeah. everybody was saying yes. almost writing them off. Yep, and they had that siege mentality. Look, nobody really fancies us here today, and they come out and they performed excellently. So there are some tough games still to go. Mm-hmm. It's not easy going to Tynecastle. You know, they they beat Celtic at the start of the season. Yeah, there. But, I, but I take Craig's point. I mean, you know, Hearts have almost got, I've pretty much got third place done and dusted <coughs> now. That 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 side of thing. They will be concentrating on trying to get to the Scottish Cup final. I would have thought from their point that that's the, the, for Hearts now to get to the final and try and win the Scottish Cup will will be what it's all about because in third place is season. third place is pretty much secured. Yeah, for, that would be a them, huge season. Like. I mean, they come up from the <coughs> championship. Yeah, last yeah, it's season. incredible. I mean, remarkable. That would be a remarkable season. But all I'd but say I, is, Craig, know, is that as far as we are concerned, pundits and and radio people and and Craig and callers and everything else, for for me, we can say it outside of that track. But I can tell you now, Ange Postecoglou, you know him a lot better than I do. He won't be thinking anything is over. Until no, you know, all, not. mathematically, no, no. Celtic are mm-hmm. over the line, mm-hmm. and they've been given that title. That's the attitude that'll come out of the Celtic dressing. But we can talk about it, and I still believe that there are potential places yeah. where you can drop points. We've already seen it this season. Even this crucial stage, yeah. there's uh, nerves, yeah, especially there's when you head towards the finishing line. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So it's disagree. not over until yeah. you know. I, I agree. That's why I'm yeah. just jumping on the back of that, John. I don't disagree with, with with that as well because look, you're talking about Hearts, you're talking about Hibs. Every manager and every set of players. Um, you know, have got their own self-worth and want to go out and win football matches. Absolutely. Every single game. Now, whether or not they're actually good enough on that particular day to go and, and knock off Celtic or, or to knock off Rangers, that's their intention. That's why they go out there to try and try and play to earn. So these kind of results can happen. Um, in, in terms of Celtic and Rangers, out with this, this game coming on Sunday, do I believe there will be defeats? Probably not. Probably not, but certainly the, the, you know a draw would not be surprised with the, yeah. the odd draw or something like that. I don't think Hearts are saying, "All right, boom, let's let's focus on the semi-final um, and hopefully get to a final." Night. So you've got to really take it. I know it's boring. <laughs> I know it's boring to hear, but it really is. It's it's one match at a time and and deal with the squad that you've got and go out and try and attack that that particular match at that time. Craig and Cumbernauld, your prediction for Sunday. 
well. I think it will be a tight game. I think <laughs> us not having Morelos is going to absolutely hammer us, basically. So I actually think that it's probably going to be a one-all draw. Craig, if Morelos doesn't start, what 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 are Rangers going with up top then? It's the million dollar question. I mean, we went with Kemal Roof at Celtic Park. Didn't work um, because he wasn't getting any real service towards him at all. It, naturally, you, he would be the he is the second choice, I think. Mm-hmm. So probably that's where Giovanni Van Bronckhorst would look because I couldn't see him drafting Sakala and he, he start mm-hmm. up front himself or or Cedric Keaton. So probably, but that that's the problem, and that that's why I think a lot of signs this week are just pointing towards it. Yeah. Everything just seems to be leaning Celtic's way. If there's a rubber de green they can get, they're getting it right now. And we're getting injuries and other problems just piling up upon us. It just makes it feel as though that tide just seems to be fa- facing the green and white half at Glasgow. I hope I'm pleasantly proven wrong. Don't get me wrong, but I think it's difficult without Manelos in there because... Ruth's just not the same kind of player um, It's a big talking point isn't it um, and uh, that's us just getting to it on the show we've had so much to talk about uh, since uh, 5 o'clock but we're going to talk more about that that picture circulating of Alfredo Manillas on crutches um, heading towards a, a flight at, uh, at Glasgow Airport will he play? is he out for Sunday? Uh, lots to talk about Craig thanks for your call Cheers Craig Cheers, Craig. Cheers, Craig. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. What were you saying there? Oh, nothing. <laughs> you, want, you want to watch when your oh. microphone's open, you know. Uh, the Go Radio Football Show, it is with the Taxi Centre. Thanks to Chris for the traffic and the travel. He will be back with uh, an update before too much longer. Uh, the breaking news, of course, uh, before we went on air, was that Rangers have announced and confirmed, maybe, uh, that they're pulling out of the Sydney Super Cup. I guess we saw it coming, uh, to be honest. Uh, a brief statement issued and uh, maybe a fair bit of speculation about the exact reasoning behind that decision. But it won't be happening. Um, Celtic against Rangers, or the old farm match, depending how you view it, uh, will not be happening in Australia in November, um, Sunday, 12 o'clock, Ibrox, Rangers against Celtic, Ange Postacoglu's team with a three-point lead, better goal difference. Uh, what is going to be the outcome? Can Rangers get the three points, which squares things up at the top of the table going into the last six games? Will Alfredo Morelos, Craig Moore, be fit? Because I think everybody, I guess, on social media today has seen those Photographs uh, circulating of uh, Rangers top scorer on crutches. Myself included. Um, we've seen that picture, and again, don't know how much to re- read into that. Uh, whether it's you know precaution. Um, I think a lot of Rangers supporters are, are hoping that it would be precaution. Well, I, think, I mean, Craig. I mean, Craig was with us just before the break there, and I, and I think he he has read into it that Morales is out. Yeah, well, I think when people you know see players on on crutches, uh, you, you definitely. 
fear the worst in terms of their, their their fitness with a game just around the corner. But again, in this in this match, I'm never ever surprised. And John, I'm sure you're the same. And and in terms of the media over the years, uh, I've been involved in, in in many a game like it where we've had players that yeah no they're, they're not playing they're not playing they're not playing <laughs> yeah. and then all of a sudden yeah. oh there you go. But again. It is speculation. We have seen a few a flyers over the years. Ah, of course, of course. So, you know, I think there's a lot more that, that tends to happen behind the scenes, Rob, other than what you know what you see out in that that field for ninety minutes leading into this match. Um, but what is key? Rangers need Morelos. Yeah, they, they need Morelos for this match because the form that he's in, um, the importance of his goals. Um, and I think that you know when he plays against defenders, they really know that they need to be to be on their game um, because he's he's just so dangerous. So if if he was not to start, it would be a huge miss for Rangers. We'd heard there from uh, Craig, Rangers fan. Now John, a Celtic fan, is with us. 0808 17 17 700. Hi John. Hi panel. How you doing? Hi John. Hi John. Good thanks. Uh, what what do you think is the Celtic situation? We'll have the media conference yesterday, uh, tomorrow, I should say, with Ange Postecoglou, um, who sometimes uh, leads us a bit of a merry dance, doesn't he, on uh, who's fit and who's injured and who's potentially coming back or whatever. What do you think about uh, Kyogo and and Tom Rogic, who, who I guess are the two with question marks hanging over them? That's exactly it, Rob. I think is um, you know I, I want to see whether. What, well, what the panel think can can we expect to see the likes of Kyogo perhaps turning up or can we you know can we guarantee that Tom Rogic will start uh, what's your points John what do you think I, mean, I remember Andrew Postacoglu speaking about David Turnbull and, and, and Kyogo and, and saying that I, I think it was two and a half weeks Was he, he said Kyogo was two and a half weeks behind David Turnbull in his recovery uh, so Turnbull is back on the first team scene now training and playing uh, yeah. What do you think? Could we see Kyogo? I mean, I would imagine at best it's going to be on the bench on Sunday. Do you think he'll be in the squad? He'll be in the squad. Certainly will be in the squad. Um, I can say, John, if Rogic is fit, fully fit, he plays, in my opinion, because he's one of Celtic's better, most creative players. I've seen him this season. He's, he's, he's back to his best when he's on it. Yeah. That's my That's my only view. I think Kyogo starts on the bench. Um, one, that, that's a massive boost for Celtic, isn't it? Yes, if Kyogo is in the squad. Got, but one, one is because in a game of this magnitude, now I know we come back for the uh, League Cup uh, final mm-hmm. against Hibs, got two magnificent goals. He's huge for the team, but he can't be 100% fit having not played any games. So I think that Giacomakis starts mm-hmm. on the back of his form, two hat-tricks in his last whatever, three or four games. He's in great form. Um, he started to link up well, winning his head. has been a bit more aggressive, Giacomacchus. Um, and everybody's impressed with him, his mm. form. So I think Giacomacchus starts. I think Kyogo will start on the bench. Great player to bring on. Um, that's how I see it. But if, if Rogic is ready and available, I think he starts. If he doesn't start then it for me it will be McGregor uh, Hitati and and potentially um O'Reilly 
Mm. O'Reilly, yeah, O'Reilly would probably play before Turnbull because yeah, Turnbull's been I out. So. Although yeah. I like David Turnbull, his form early in the season was magnificent. This game probably comes too early for him, doesn't <clears throat> it? Yeah, so that that's the way I would probably go: McGregor, Hitati, O'Reilly. Yeah. Jakamakis plays, Kyogo starts on the bench, which is a great boost for Celtic to have a player of his quality yeah. back back amongst the group. What do you make? What do you think about your fellow countryman Tom Rogic, Craig? Uh, I mean, he's a two. He will have had two weeks to recover from that injury, which led to Kane Ramsey of Ross County being sent off for the for mm-hmm. the challenge on him. Uh, would you be surprised if he wasn't ready, having not gone to internationals? Uh, again, if it wasn't too 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 bad. Uh, jo- sorry, John. Can we just find out what you're doing in the background? This all sounds. This all sounds. I did. I heard the sound of pouring water, and I just wondered whether I should ask or not. But. It was just water. Not 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 too hot, my teammate. Not too hot. I do hope you wouldn't be. I do hope you wouldn't be doing the other thing. John's taking a couple of parachute balls. Are they listening to us? No, but Rogic, look, he should he should be okay again. I don't know the extent of the injury at the time. He missed international football, um, so he's you know he's been given every chance to to come back. He's fit. He's played all season. He's been a star all season. If, he, if he's, he's fit, do you agree, Craig? Do you think he plays? A hundred percent. If he's ready, hundred percent. The Jackamarkas for me one is is a no brainer. He, he's flying. He's scoring goals. He starts nine he, in his last seven, Craig. Yeah, Jackamarkas, pretty, pretty impressive. And and yeah. you know, John will know better than anybody when you you know you're a striker at Celtic, mm. you need to score goals. Um, but he's showing that, isn't he? Yeah, he is. John, uh, John the caller again. John, I come back to you, mate. What 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 are you wide players? Because You've got Maeda, who's been outstanding, turned into a powerhouse, works his socks off, got a goal in him as well, extremely quick. He's been very good in recent games. Jota plays. If he's fit, he's, he's, a, he's a main starter. So how, how do you see that one going in terms of a Barda being left out as well if Maeda and Jota occupy the wide areas, John? What would your front three be, John? I think John's right. I think we've we've got options up there, which is fantastic. Um, I think that's that's a good point to start. But I think Maeda brings this aggression that Celtic need. Um, I think Rangers are a good good team off the ball, um, you know, to a certain extent. But I think you know, with regards to keeping possession, I think Rangers will keep a lot of possession. But I think Maeda is there to break a lot of that up. I think Maeda will chase all day long. Um, you know, break a lot of play up um, and. You know that that's where I can see Maeda, um, yeah. you know, coming really good. Uh, I think I think Abada can I take the back seat in this one. Would a draw do it for you, John? Sunday. John, yeah, you, John. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, um, I take a draw because a draw is um, a draw puts Celtic in the uh, you know in pole position uh, with, with the number of games left and a game at Celtic <laughs> Park, uh, and I feel as though that you know we would have um, an advantage in that regard, uh, but. I think uh, my, my my question was, you know, I have to hope the hope the panel can answer this. Mm. We'll not have to do it after. after if you give me the question just now, John, and I'll, I'll ask it to Craig and John after the news. Read into the news yeah. at six, but you give me the question right now. Yep, um, Beaton. Can we expect to see Beaton? Okay. Mm. Uh, th- thanks for. Your qu- Did you get the kettle filled? Uh, if that was indeed what you were doing in the background kettle's filled guys okay good Good. I think think we're all pretty relieved about that to be honest and uh, if you want a cup of tea let me know 
<laughs> John, thanks for your call. Cheers, John. We don't get any tea Good here, guys. John. All the best. And of course, the send it over a cab. <laughs> and of course, the title race could reach boiling point oh, on Sunday one. lunchtime. We've had an hour of football chat. More to come. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees, They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. I've worked out at 66 hours now to Old Firm kickoff on Sunday. Rangers against Celtic at Ibrox. Three points of a difference. Four if you include the goal difference and you think that does add up to a point. It is a crucial 90 minutes. Could be pivotal in terms of where the big prize is going to end up. At the end of the season, uh, passport to the Champions League, of course. How will the teams line up? Well, We've got Craig Moore and John Hartson, old firm, old boys here to uh, talk about who they think are going to be in the starting 11s. Craig Moore's got a look of panic on his face because uh, while John has been studious uh, pre-show and and, uh, writing his team down on the back of a fag packet, Craig hasn't quite got that far, but he will uh, in the next 60 minutes. Almost there. The the Morelos one is... No, sorry, I can run with what I think Mm. um, if if you're at that stage, Rob. Is that what you're saying? Suggesting. No, I'm just building up towards it. But I'm, I was I was actually playing for time on your behalf there, but maybe no, it wasn't necessary. No, to no, be honest. listen, I'm ready to go whenever you are. Um, and what are we thinking then? Are we thinking like Craig, who called us earlier, that, that Morelis is out, judging by the. I'm not the going pictures? with Morelis. I'm not going with Morelis being out at this time. You're I, not? Nah, no. Nah, I'm, no, I'm still hoping that. Um, for himself personally, that, that he's going to be okay and, that, and he starts for Rangers. If it he, would be a massive blow if he didn't start for Rangers, John. You know, looking at this from a Celtic point of view, mm. your point of view, uh, you'd be delighted if Morelis doesn't make it. Well, he's their talisman, isn't he? He's, he's their go-to man um, in terms of getting goals, getting important goals. Although his record against Celtic is not great over the years, um, in Europe, you know, he shows up in the league this season. Mm. He's got himself a lot of goals of late so yeah, he's a huge loss. He's a huge loss, and and unlike Celtic, where they've had time to bring in Yakamakis, they've had time. They've given minutes, you know, and he's managed to come back with goals, and he's managed to feel comfortable in the setup, in in the pattern in which Celtic play. He's had that game time while Kyogo, the main man, has been out, whereas Morelos has generally played. Yeah almost every game mm. so if you miss him at this stage mm-hmm. then it becomes a huge loss Could that be a defining moment in the build up to this game if there is no Morelos for Rangers Could because it's so finely balanced and such a difficult game to predict mm. if you were to rule out Morelos and his 18 not just his 18 goals but the, the fact that he occupies mm. a central defence when he's playing and re, do Rangers have Rangers don't have another Morelos to throw in there Well in these in these crucial big games at crucial times of the season no bigger game this season than this one coming up by the way you want your best players you know you want your strongest team and that, that'll hurt Giovanni Van Bronckhurst 
yeah, Kemar Roof can come in. Listen, there's a there's a theory that maybe you play Aaron Ramsey as a false nine, so then he doesn't have to take one of his three star midfielders out then in terms of Kamara, Lundstrom, um, or Aribo, or he's played our field. You know, he's he's used them all really at, at stages, so that could be an option. Then he doesn't have to take one of his, you know, his star midfielders out. He can keep that three in there, and then and then go with maybe you know Kent. And Ramsey just like a withdrawn role, like a yeah. like a false nine, because he's got, he's played there for Wales. Um, he's a clever football player, so listen, I can't pick his team for him. You know, but but, but John, do you think of... do you think just just cutting in there? Sorry, yeah. um, in, in in regards to to Ramsey, I mean Rangers obviously brought him to the club for a reason because he's a, he's he's an unbelievable professional, fantastic player. In your opinion, do you believe that he could be fit enough to 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 play a pivotal role in this match? Well, he played 90 minutes against uh, Austria. You watched him in that game, John, yeah. Yeah, he's very good. He covered a lot of... Uh, and it, it, it was almost like, well, how does he do this? Mm-hmm. He's got superpower, mm-hmm. energy levels. In a really good win, in a vital, crucial win. We all know how big that game was. In, in a wonderful atmosphere. Um, he brings something to the Welsh team. You know, he's such an outstanding player, outstanding professional. And he raises the, the you know, the... The performances and standards of younger ones around a lot of young players in the mm. team: Connor Roberts, Nico Williams, Harry Wilson at Fulham. We've got young players in in the group, so in the team that night, that's what he does. Um, and could he have played uh, himself into a start at Ibrox on Sunday? Do you think with that performance last but, Thursday? But he he didn't play then against the Czech Republic on Tuesday. But that was was that precautionary, maybe? Yeah, but he was because... given permission to leave the 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 um, the squad. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine he'd have come back. Scotland, um, back to Ibrox and got himself ready, ice baths, rest, massage, bit of training, get himself, you know, in 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 great yeah. in condition. Um, but what I would say is, when Rangers have had the opportunity to play in what in one of the bigger games, the Dortmund games, the Red Star Belgrade games, they've not used him. No, he's played in the games where you'd expect Rangers to go and win, Dundee away. His three starts have been two in the Scottish Cup, yeah. one one at Annan, one at Dens, and then the league game. Well, at and, he Dens. Got, and he got himself a goal, didn't he? Yeah, 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 that, yeah. That will do his confidence, uh, you know, a bit of good. He got but, Rangers back in the game with the equaliser, but, it's but just you, would, a, you would imagine, wouldn't you, that this is the reason Rangers yeah, well, took him on loan from Juventus to play in big games like this and and make a difference. Yeah, and and to be fair, what John's saying about potentially a, a false nine, say for example, if Morelos was not fit. I don't see him in terms of three midfielders starting on um, Sunday for Rangers. He will not be one of those three midfielders, in my opinion. Mm, um, I agree. So potentially, if there was um, a problem with selection due to personnel, um, something like that, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst tactically brave enough to, to, yeah. to go and be bold with a, with a, they've a done, change. They've done so well, that three. They've done so well in Europe in the big games. And does he change that? Does he does he change that sort of three in there that have, that have been excellent for Giovanni Von mm. since he's arrived at the club? He's certainly not well, slow at making changes, though, is he? You know, either shape or yeah, personnel yeah. in the course of games. So, so probably he's going to. You know, he can be brave with his selection. Well, what on are Sunday? the Rangers fans thinking? We brought Aaron Ramsey in mm-hmm. for these games. Is it is a is a game changer? This is why we've got Aaron Ramsey. 
apparently the best signing since Paul Gascoigne and Laudrup. He's had nowhere near the impact these boys had. So in that sense, now is the time. Come on, Aaron. What you got? Mm -hmm. You come from Juventus, previously Arsenal, wonder player for Wales, tournaments, got them in the big tournaments, outstanding, world class. Now, now's your time. Now's you, your more. Make the difference yeah. now for Rangers today. And having watched but will him, he play him? Well, having watched him close up in that Wales Austria game in which Wales got to the playoff final, would would you play Aaron Ram? If you were Giovanni van Bronckhorst, would you play Ramsey on Sunday? Big call. Big call for me because I know the three that are already in there, um, they have the managers backing. And whether Aaron can squeeze himself into a starting berth ahead of one of them three, what is it, Lundstrom? You're talking Jack, Lundstrom, Lundstrom and Arebo? And Arebo. And but you've got Kamara as well. Kamara, but yeah, I know, but Kamara's been in and out also. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, of course you've got I'm Kamara just not as well. sure whether he starts, you know. Um, see, see the thing with Aaron Ram uh, Ramsey, and you, you, you're spot on, John. Like, so mm. Rangers have not brought him to the club not to play, right? Aaron Ramsey's not someone that you're going to bring on to try and close a game out. You know, he's a, he's a player that goes and makes a difference to go and win football matches, big moments in matches. To then potentially bring him off the bench to do that, um, it's very hard sometimes to get into a game off the bench. Mm. Um, so you're going, well, if, and this is if, 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 if Morello starts, uh, for me then Ramsey doesn't start. Yeah. You've got to get a Rangers caller on. In the last half an hour of the show, what you, give we've us got a Rangers call right now. I'm going to ask you a question here. If you're in Naples on honeymoon, what do you do? You phone the Go Radio Football <laughs> Show, don't you, to talk about the Sydney Super Cup and also about the game on Sunday. That's what you do, Graham, isn't it? Uh, something like that. <laughs> yeah. How's how's the honeymoon? How's the honeymoon going? Well, I've been working remotely for the last couple of days, so best of both worlds. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, and, and what what are you thinking about the the Sydney Super Cup? Uh, delighted with the decision, uh, common sense, uh, but most importantly, supporter power uh, has prevailed. The Rangers board have made the right decision, uh, but it's a decision that shouldn't have been required uh, in the first place. So, are you, um, would you be critical of them, Graham, of of actually having agreed to it in the first place? Absolutely. You know, unfortunately for the board. Uh, you know, it's another, it's another sign that you know they're, they're not, you know, in touch with, uh, you know, the feeling of of the supporters. You know, th this isn't about, you know, a commercial decision. Uh, you know, it's specifically about uh, playing playing Celtic in a you know a so-called friendly. Uh, but the way the whole farce, you know, was carried out from how it was leaked to Celtic's approach. Uh, when they were confirming their details, and then you know from the the Rangers board were playing catch up. Uh, we've seen the protests in the stands uh, and online. Uh, thankfully, Sunday at Ibrox won't be affected. Uh, the Rangers supporters will raise a roof to get behind Geo and the team, and you know there's the night won't be you know any sort of sideshow around that. But. Do you think there would have been, Graham, had this, had this decision not been confirmed today, do you, do you think there would have been a side show on Sunday? Yeah, I've, I've no doubt because I was on the show uh, before the St Johnston game a few weeks ago uh, when the protests first started. Uh, so, you know, the fans don't want to be, uh, you know, protesting and, and doing things like this, but sometimes the, the voice has to be heard. 
and the decision from the club today, you know, although there was no acknowledgement of the strength of feeling and the reasons why that was from the supporters, but basically those uh, actions in the stands and from supporters groups have been vindicated. Because Craig, you said earlier on yeah, you didn't I'm, think there was going to be anything, so I'm, there wouldn't have been anything. Sunday. Well, I'm a little bit, like a little bit surprised, but again, it's interesting to hear Graham's Graham's take on it because I mean I know how special winning a title is for for the football club um, and and to the supporters, and I know that there was a lot of unrest uh, in regards to the the Sydney Cup and and you know the announcement and the way that it was dealt with um, and certain things uh, around about that, but I would have just felt that for that particular match and the importance and there's a title, there's a, you know, the league championship on the line. I would have thought that all that energy would have been focused to get behind the team on that particular match, even without the announcement. But like I said, Graham, you're saying that that probably would have been the, the, the other way. That kind of surprised me a little bit. You know, I mean, ideally things, you know, would have been able to be put to one side, but, uh, you know, Rangers supporters didn't, you know, ask for for this situation to be presented but the most important thing is you know we don't need to talk about hypothetical situations the confirmation has been given today yeah and it's you know this is a boost for the team as well as the supporters in the stands so maybe thoughts of you know what might happen uh you know is out of the players minds you know supporters won't be talking about it now the rangers fans will be fired up even more uh, you know, to to get behind the team, the team, you know, owe themselves and the supporters a performance after Parkhead in February. You know, so I, I can't wait for for Ibrox on Sunday. What are you thinking, Graham, about Alfredo Morelos? Uh, out and about today, you know, I sort of saw the pictures online and getting sent through WhatsApp. Um, over the last few weeks, I thought personally that he's almost been playing with a, a bit of a niggle. Uh, you know, he came off over in, in Belgrade. He was holding, you know, holding his leg as well. So we don't know yet if, if those photos today are certainly, I haven't had confirmation that it was today. No. But going, you know, across the world to the Columbia camp and then being sent back, you know, he tended to stick around even when he was sitting in the stands with the Columbia team. So the fact that he's been sent home early, uh, you know, it's it's not it doesn't sound good. Uh, but we'll just have to you know get on with it if he is unavailable. What what would that do, Graham, to your thinking about the game on Sunday if if you were counting out Morelos? Uh, I mean. He's the focal point of, of our attack. So, you know, it's a blow. There's no mistake about it. But Kamarov's attitude and his application in recent weeks off the bench has been first class. You know, he's not a, a direct replacement for Morelos. But the good thing, probably since that game at Parkhead, is that Van Bronckhorst has shown that he'll, you know, he'll amend the team, he'll amend his plan. Uh, depending on the occasion, you know, we saw it in Europe against Dortmund and Red Star. We've seen it in league games. You know, there's the sort of hybrid five-three-two with uh, Lundstrom dropping back in the defence. You know, we could see an almost European approach uh, to the game on Sunday. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not overly worried. You know, I, the supporters have no control over. You know, the team selection, we can have our opinions. 
but you know the managers had you know plenty of time to prepare. He'll know what's going on with Morelos, yeah. and it'll be interesting to see what the call is on Sunday. How does it affect Craig your call on how it goes Sunday? If if you've scribbled down a team that doesn't have Morelos in it, how does that change your thinking about what Rangers can get out of it? Can they get the win they so desperately want Sunday yeah, without I, him? Yeah, I, I believe I believe they can. Like I said, I think the the importance of um, you know the supporters and and the the place will be absolutely rocking. Uh, we've experienced a couple of nights recently, um, you know, in European football, and the atmosphere has been incredible. So there's no doubt the fans will create that for for the playing group. Whoever starts this football match, everyone knows what's on the line. Um, so you know, do I believe that Rangers can still go and and get a, a winning result at home uh, without Morelos? Mm-hmm. Yes, I still believe that. But I believe that he is, um, you know, as Graham touched on, he's he's a really important part in the way that this Rangers team play because he has that presence up there. He has important goals. It brings people into play. Um, I think he's gone to a new level since Giovanni's come in because he just seems to be a lot happier. Fitter and happier. John, what were you going to say there? Uh, what I was going to say was, um, Graham, in your opinion, um, Rangers brought in Aaron Ramsey to, to be the difference, um, to, to help push Rangers on. Um, does he start for you on Sunday? It's probably time to to roll the dice with Ramsey. You know, we, I didn't get to take in too much of the international football over the last week, but uh, I believe he started one of the games. Yeah, he, he played ninety and, minutes against Austria in Wales's win. He played very well. Yes, so you know, he's, uh, hopefully he gets that Gareth Bale bounce. Yeah. You know, Bale goes from sitting in the stands at the Bernabeu to you know being the player we know he is. You know, look, the Ramsey signing was a gamble, but it was a gamble the Rangers had to take. You know, it's not often you get the chance to sign players. If if there was no injury concerns around Ramsey, he wouldn't currently be at Ibrox. You know, we all know that. We're, we're not daft. So, yeah, the big occasion, you know, he's a big player. Uh, so I think it's worth the, the risk. But he's fit. He's played for Wales. You know, he's came through the, the games at Dundee that he played in over the last few weeks. So mm-hmm. I think Sunday could be the, the stage and the, the right time for mm-hmm. for Ramsey to, to make his mark. And I hope he has you uh, with a, a sad face at the end of the game. <laughs> <laughs> What's your scoreline, uh, Graham, for Sunday? Uh, it's must. It's very close to the must-win territory for Rangers. You know, a draw. Nothing's won or lost on Sunday. But if Celtic win, it's six points clear. Mm. You know, it's given the basis of the, the season so far, you know, it's unlikely that that would be turned around. But, you know, I'll remember, you know, when your two guests in the studio will remember a few years ago when Celtic won at Ibrox to, to go, you know, five, six points clear. And we know mm. how that ended up. Yeah. So, but, you know, make no mistake about it. The team know how important this is in terms of the title race and, you know, making up for for the last game and the fans you know the fans are ready for this uh, yeah. especially after the protests and the negative energy but necessary actions it, it's now time to raise the roof How's Naples? 
lovely. I've uh, been around Italy the last uh, 10 days. Well, Naples is chaos, uh, but it, yeah. it's yeah, pretty much what we expected. Having a good time. Uh, Florence and Rome were great. So back home tomorrow and then nice. uh, traveling over to Glasgow on Saturday. Well, safe travel and Cheers, good, good to have you on the show. Cheers, Graham. Cheers. Cheers, Graham. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot all under one roof ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK with taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. 65 and a half hours (laughs) to kick off on uh, Sunday, I think it is. So, Craig Moore, how would you have been as a player 65 and a half hours from kick-off in an old firm game? I would would be actually not too bad this this, this time frame uh, from the game. Obviously, knowing that it's just around the corner, knowing the, um, how big the match was going to be, but in terms of nerves and in terms of uh, feeling, I would be quite good at this stage. Um, for me, the most important thing was trying to manage the, um, the nerves going into the match because, like I said, it's a game that, unfortunately, um, many a time passed too quickly. Mm. Uh, you know, it's such an, uh, an amazing game and, you know, some great moments, but they passed too quickly. But seen a lot of people that have maybe played their game before they get out and the, and the pitch before that first whistle due to nerves. Yeah. Control that. Control that. And then, John, you, you like that one as well in terms of, um, you know, in terms of your performance. You control your performance. Mm. Um, we touched on it earlier on. I mean, in terms of your build-up to that kind of match. Well, I, I think when I was at Celtic, it was more... Let's relax. Let's relax yeah. the players. You know, let's let's have a five aside because we generally knew the team two days before. You know, you know the team. You know your strongest eleven. You know whether you're playing or whether you're not. And I just think it was try and relax because you don't want to build up too much negative energy. You yeah, don't want to yeah. be too anxious, too nervous. And if you start thinking of the game two or three days before, that's what happens. You want to start as soon as you get on the bus from your hotel on Sunday morning. Obviously. The Rangers players will arrive at the ground. Celtic team will be staying overnight. When you get on the bus and you come round the corner and you see Ibrox, then the nerves kick in. Yeah, you yeah. don't want them to kick any any earlier than that. You know the, the nerves kick in. Then it's the tension, and then it's like right, stay calm. We've got a game here. You know we we knew we, you know what's at stake. Yeah. You know what you've got to do, and then you trust in then your teammates and then the manager has a few words. But ultimately, it's the one game. It's the one game of the season where it doesn't need a team talk. I didn't love the early kickoff though. I've got to say, Rob, because you're talking eight thirty, nine o'clock breakfast slash pre-match. Mm. Yeah, um, they, they have to have a move. I know, I know. After a pretty ordinary sleep, you know, mm. because visualising. Did you sleep? The game, nah, poorly, poorly. Um, it wasn't a great sleep. I'm still not a great sleeper. Right. Uh, but leading into that match, like I says, I think you, you you play the game out that many times in your in your head. You try to visualise the good. Um, and hope that the game plan goes to the way that you think about it. Um, but again, that the early kickoff, I understand the reasons why. But um, yeah, I, I, breakfast slot, uh, slash pre-match at that time. Um, cause I'm, I was never huge for eating breakfast in the morning, which you should do. You know, especially <clears throat> at the times that you go out and train them, what have you. 
I found that I found that a challenge. Mm. You know, and then again, but you need to make sure you've got that fuel because one thing you know going into this match is you're going to be tested and you're going to be tested for 90 minutes. And that's what I'm saying about the team talk. You know, the managers doesn't don't need to say nothing because nah. if you can't get yourself ready, yeah. if you can't get, get yourself up for this type of game of this magnitude at this stage of the season, mm. you know, you're in the wrong game. Yeah. So realistically, the manager would just say, the manager would just say, hey, come on, let's be at it today. Do your jobs. You know, get the better of your opposition player. These type of things we didn't have to go through because how do you tell Henry Glass now to score a goal? Hey, but who was you the can't, ones? Who was know, the ones though, John? In terms of like, I was at Rangers for a long time. The ones that you actually had to calm down. You know, the likes of uh, like John Brown and, and Ian Ferguson, and they yeah. were in the dressing room. Good, uh, good luck coming those two down. Oh my God! But in terms of your time at Celtic, who were the Tomo. ones that you had to? Tomo, I think. Tomo yeah. got yeah, Alan Thompson. When Tomo saw the red mist, he actually <laughs> did well in the big games. Yeah, I think he yeah. got a few uh, few goals um, in this fixture, actually. So uh, he used to step up, Tomo, free kicks and delivery into the box. Right, and, yeah, he's very good. But Tomo was always quite hyper. Um, but he delivered. He went on the pitch and he delivered. And the big players, your senior players, you know, um, they they generally step up in these games. These are the players that win you the games. What was Henrik like before the game? Calm. Always calm. Yeah. Henrik, cool. Was he having calm. a wee snooze in the corner? No, 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 no. <laughs> he was just calm. You knew what to expect. Nothing faced Henrik Larson. No. You know, he left Celtic, went on to win a, a Champions League winner's medal with Barcelona, went to Manchester United, played in three or four World Cups, European Championships, broke every record under the sun to break mm. um, in terms of European goals. Um, but it's interesting, isn't it? Everyone's different, different. In building up to a game. I mean, how, how did you calm down Bomber Brown? I mean, that must have been a major I was, challenge. I was, I was a young lad, so I just stayed as, as far away as I possibly could and, <laughs> uh, and tried to focus my way going into that game. But like I said, I mean, this type of match, it means so much to people, you know. Um, but as, as time went on, not only in this particular match, but people in general, you know, preparation for a game. I used to like to, to have a laugh and a joke in the dressing room, muck, muck about, play touch. Um, I, I tried to get changed as late as possible because I didn't want to think about things too early. Mm-hmm. I wanted it just to flow and then, bang, you were, you were kind of out. And, you know, some players would be there, Rob, with the earphones like you've got on there and sit mm-hmm. there and listen to their music. Um, it's interesting how how different people prepare um, Ooh, to try and get the best out of themselves for for the for the match. Not everyone's in there laughing and joking, but that was kind of my style. But that was my way of handling my nerves. How would you describe John your frame of mind on match day in the dressing room and even just walking down the tunnel preparing to go out? What, what, how would you describe what sort of what, how were you? Well, I wanted to perform. I didn't want to let anybody down. Certainly, one of my teammates. My role in the team was to get a hold of the ball, you know, be a focal point, um, be a proper number nine that could work within the the width of the 18-yard box, win my headers, be aggressive, but um, controlled aggression because you don't want to be sent off. You don't want to have ill discipline and, you know, your team goes down to nine men. And ultimately, get on the end of crosses, um, get on the back stick. If I can't head for goal, head it back across goal, Mm. play on the edge of the box, sort of, you know, hold defenders off so Lambert can play it around the corner, Petrov can use me as a wall and get in behind. Just do my job. Do what I trained all my life to do. And that was to ultimately be a good number nine for the team, be unselfish, play people in, these type of things. And ultimately, if you can get that, that goal... 
you know, and get across a defender or get above a defender in terms of a header, then I come off and generally that's how you do your job. It's like Craig, if you ask Craig, Craig has to say, stop the centre forward from scoring, be strong, defend well, be in sync with my other centre half, be in sync with the back four, do your job. Got my studs down John Hartson's calf in the first five minutes. Well, yeah, still got the scars. Still got the scars. He's just look at me and say, is that it? Is that the best you got? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think it, it, you know, he nails it on the head in terms of you don't want to let people down. Mm-hmm. You know, and that for me is, is, is the thing that you go into this match and you just want to make sure that you, you give it everything that you've got. How old um, were you, Craig, in your first Old Farm uh, I game? Been, I would have been 18. Really? 18. Wow. Yeah. Um, Can you remember how that felt? It was a, again, it kind of just passed so quickly. And, and I, you're asking this question for a reason because, you know, you know my old firm debut mm-hmm. um, wasn't a great one, Rob. No. It wasn't a great one. It was a 3-0 defeat, John. Um, it, was, it? it was at um, Hamden when Celtic Park was being uh, refurbished. refurbished. We, like I said, we lost the game 3-0. I scored an own goal. It was the worst. Mm. <laughs> See you rolling your... You've done well to come back it from was, that. It was a worst. That... Uh, it was... To, to score in, in in that particular match, mm. um, obviously not for for Rangers. Mm. Uh, it was it, it was tough. It was tough because. Can you remember how you felt I afterwards? Un- I was flawed. I was I was scunnered. It was like um, you know that 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 old um, the next game and, and and getting that as quick as possible and doing well in that match. I think I actually scored the week after against right. pa- Partick Thistle at the right end at, at, at Ibrox. Yeah, at the right end, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, just that feeling of you, you let people down, and uh, that was that was my debut. Mm-hmm. And apart from that, I felt as if like you know, I I'd done what I always uh, kind of tried to to achieve, and that's to be honest and and to compete. Um, but it was it was a nightmare debut. It was and, a nightmare debut. And when you say you go out not wanting to let people down, I mean that 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 probably framed how you felt about the game from that point onwards because of how it had gone in your first experience of it. Well, I certainly didn't want to be tasting that sort of uh, feeling. Uh, I suppose again, you wanted to get that again. game out of your system quickly, so, so the yeah. next game couldn't come quick enough. Yeah, and and again, look, I says, I mean, I think probably ended up playing, playing twenty odd uh, old old firm matches, mm. um, and and look, I, I loved every single one of them. But you talk about at Rangers and at Celtic and the type of characters, Rob, that that you need, and the type of characters that survive at these football clubs and do well. You touch on it. Uh, my, my debut, I score an own goal. It's very easy to to roll over and uh, and and that's it. You don't you don't mm. kick on. You don't have a future at the football club. But I wasn't going to let that stop me. Mm. I wasn't going to let that stop me. And, and fortunately, I went on to to enjoy some some really good moments. John, how much do you remember uh, of old farm games? Everything, the, d- everything, every e- even game, the good ones, game, the good ones and the bad every, ones. Every loss, every really? win, every yeah, everything. I, I've got um, a great memory in terms of. Playing, uh-huh. you know, I can remember certain things, and because I, I can imagine for you want to forget. Because I, well. I can imagine for some people that, that because of the intensity, the atmosphere, the noise, it could easily flash by, uh, and it's finished before mm-hmm. you're even aware of it. So it's interesting to hear that you've got a really good recall. I have, and I can remember the losses as well. Maybe the losses, um, I think more about maybe than the wins. You know, the the two cup finals I lost in. The one semi-final I lost into Rangers, and then obviously then you remember the good days, you know the goals and the winners and things like this. But all all I would say is that they're great games to play in. Uh, it's a brilliant fixture. It's shown all around the world. 
and the people that are in Australia and, and Japan and all these other foreign mm. countries, they'll all be getting up in the early hours of the morning yeah. to watch this game. It really is a, a proper showcase, brilliant for Scottish football. Um, and, you know, it's so tight. It really is, you know, this season, well, as last season and seasons gone by, um, it wasn't a race. It was yeah. Rangers's from about January last season. You know, they made it, they did it comfortably, really. And obviously, previously to that, Celtic won several really, really, you know, in second gear. Um, whereas this season, it's it's flowed, isn't it? Rangers has built some time at the top. Celtic have come back. The derby games, you know, this, that and the other. It's, it's flowed, isn't it? You know, that spells. Yeah. Both teams have dropped points like we anticipated that they would. Um, but it's a proper race. It really is. And how excited are we about Sunday? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I've not, I've not felt this sort of... You know, in terms of excitement going into a game as as a as a pundit, is this one of the most exciting ever? Do you think? I think so. I think what's at, what's at stake as well. Yeah. We, we know because of the prize, the, the the Champions League straight into the group stages, mm. the financial benefits to one of the other clubs. But we've known this since the start of the season, and uh, you know, Giovanni van Bronckhorst has done well. He's come in, Rangers doing fantastic in Europe. Celtic have just had the edge in terms of getting themselves to the top and just done a wonderful job. So yeah. it's all to play for. I can't wait. If that was the nightmare old firm experience for you, the very first one, yeah. um, what, what was the best? What, what, what was, what's the other end of the scale for you in terms of old firm memories? Probably the other end of the scale is, is um, from being 2-1 down, I think, in the cup final uh, against Celtic. Um, Barty, Barty then scored the free kick, the equaliser. Mm-hmm. We kind of then got momentum and then went on. I think Neil McCran, uh, Neil McCann, late cross, Peter Lovenkrantz had a 3-2 cup final. So you go from score, scoring an own goal in an old firm game to, to, to winning a cup final in, in that fashion. And, you know, but I was lucky enough to, like I said, Rob, to, to experience that, that I was mm. still managed to, to stay long enough at the football club um, and just going back to that that original answer from you, I mean, that must be a source of great satisfaction to you that that first old firm experience didn't destroy you. I, I, I wasn't going to. I mean, I put already too much into um, wanting to be a professional footballer my, my whole life. Um, I'm sure, John, you're exactly the same. I grew up and, and from the age of four years old, I didn't want to be anything but a professional football player. Um and representing my country. Um, and that was from a very, very early age. So as much as it was not a great day, I've got to be honest, um, I, I took the positives out of it. I took the positives out of it that the club felt uh, and Walter Smith felt that I was I was good enough to to be given the opportunity to, to, to play in a in this type of match. Um, I kind of just used it as, as a positive. I was lucky enough that we had a, a fantastic squad um, and as long as you're doing it day in, day out, Rob, and people see that work ethic, they see that desire, they see that hunger to want to be a success, they want to support you to be that success. Um, but like I says, I've seen, I've you know, I've seen players that have, have come and gone in the, the Scottish League. Yeah. Um, that maybe haven't had that that resilience, that that mentality that is required to be. Mm. Do you know what? Um, as well, Craig, do, you know, do you know what, Rob? Right, this game can break your heart. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know, because you care so much, you care for the supporters, you care for your teammates, you care for your manager. It can break your heart, honestly. 
you know, if you lose one of these games in a fashion where even last minute or if you get hammered or it can break your heart. Yeah. You're devastated as a player. You know, no matter what the supporter, the supporters are as devastated. Probably, yeah. I wouldn't say worse. I think the players feel it. But when I lost and missed a penalty, it took me months to get over that. Mm-hmm. I mean months. Mm-hmm. The feeling of letting people down, um, you know, just thinking about, oh, how did I put it there or put it there or why didn't I strike it better? But as I said, it's, you know, it, it's strong. It's really strong words. But this game, if you lose them, it, it can absolutely destroy you inside. Yeah. It really can because you care so much and it matters so much. These games more than ever, really. And although you might play each other four, five, six times a season, everyone is different. Everyone has its own story. Sorry, but even in that, just to close on that, because uh, I know you're going to break, the, um, you were still brave enough to take the penalty. There's a should have given no, but you know what I mean. We're playing parcel, parcel, parcel. Henry (laughs) gave it to me, and he said, "Look, you scored your last two while I've not been out in the team." And to this day, you can't turn back the clock. But maybe I should have just got you take it. But the professional that he was, um, he said, "Look, no, you've scored," and I took it. But it's all with hindsight. Hindsight's a great thing, isn't it? Old firm insight. It doesn't come much better than this. Craig Moore and John Hartson. It can break your heart. And it could be make or break in the title race on Sunday. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years. And they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof. Ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With Taxi Trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. The top big match build up right here and still a little bit more to come as well. Uh, Craig Moore and John Hartson have been in great form. Hopefully you'll agree and you've been enjoying the listen uh, as we get ready for what kicks off at 12 o'clock on Sunday at Ibrox Rangers against Celtic and still a couple of uh, showdowns to come as well in the semi-finals of the Scottish Cup and then of course the final uh, league game we'll find out once the split happens uh, when that game is going to be uh, the last Old Firm meeting of the season but will it all be done and dusted effectively on Sunday if Celtic can get the result thereafter or will Rangers level things up at the top? Will Alfredo Morelos be fit to play? Those photographs of him today on crutches tend to suggest he might be struggling, uh, but we've had uh, flyers in the past which have been way off target and uh, maybe he's going to be ready to take up his usual uh, position. John uh, is pretty convinced that Kyogo will be on the bench for Celtic on Sunday. Uh, Tom Rogic, will he be fit to start for Celtic? Because if he's fit, then you would imagine he plays uh, presumably in a midfield uh, that also contains McGregor and Hatate. John, in fact, why don't you run us through the team you think will start for Celtic on Sunday? Yeah, well, it's it's pretty straightforward and I would imagine that a lot of um, Celtic fans will agree um, you're always going to get people with different opinions. My team to start would be the back four. We, Joe Hart and goals, obviously. We saw accustomed to see in Joe Hart in goal, Juranovic right back, Carter Vickers, Starfelt as the central pairing, um, Taylor at left back. 
in front of them, I would put um, uh, McGregor, Callum McGregor, who's an outstanding player, another great season. And in front of McGregor, it would be Hitati and, of course, uh, Rogic. Um, if fit, I think Rogic will mm. play because he's been outstanding this season. Whether or not he recovers from the knock, he had to go off, didn't he, in the, mm. in the last league game. Against Ross County, yeah. Against Ross County. And I, and I feel with Maeda being in the form that he's been in of late, now this is this is a big question mark for me, whether a barder plays on the right and Jota plays in his natural position on the left. Um, but I'm going to go Maeda as part of that front three on the left. Um, Yakamakis through the middle. And Jota, I think, on the right. Uh, I, I think that's pretty close. I I, I don't know. Mm. There might be one or two. One change to that, uh, maybe if Rogic is not fit. Yeah. Um, you've got the likes of Turnbull. You've got one or two others that could come in. But again, I don't. I don't think Kyogo starts because I just think the natural thing to do, the obvious thing to do, is because he's got a lack of game time and minutes on the pitch, competitive minutes, and Jakamakis's form. I think he will go with the with the big guy through the middle. Um, and you've got a lot on the bench with that starting lineup. I mean, you've you know if, if Rogic does play, then you've got O'Reilly on the bench who played for the Danish under twenty ones during the during the international impact, break. Yeah. You've got you've got David Turnbull mm. getting sharper and sharper. You would imagine <coughs> with each passing moment. And if he's not going to start, you're going to have Leal Abada and his fourteen goals so far and his assists. Uh, waiting in the wings yeah. as well. Will James yeah. Forrest be ready for the game? Don't know. And I think uh, Ange, that's what Ange wants. He wants competition for places. He wants a strong bench. That's what he mm. wants because he, he knows there are going to be some tackles going in. There might be some injuries where you've got to make changes. But he knows now he's fully aware I can make a change almost like for like. If one of my midfielders comes off, I've got a mm. ball. I've got maybe a, a near bit on that can go and sit. Yeah, in fact, in fact, in fact, he's he'll have he'll have not only made his tea, boiled the kettle, and drunk it by now, but he'll be looking for an answer to his question, which he said just before the six o'clock news, and which we've totally forgotten yes. about in the yeah. in the ensuing time since. Um, what about near beat? Is, is, could near beat on be a contender in, in that game to stiffen the midfield? No, not to start. No, I, I don't think he starts. I, I think there's other players that are. Uh, Probably not better suited is the wrong word, but I've probably earned the right this season to probably play. They played really well in other games. Not to say Beaton has not a good year himself as well. Because he, he think... came he came back, didn't he? From he came back early from international duty mm. to to be ready to prepare for this. So if all he, fit, could, Rob, he could have a role in it, I suppose. Yeah, off the bench, he could have even a role off, off the bench. bench. Of course, he could. Off I think bench. all fit. I think it's McGregor, Hitati, Rogic. Yeah. If all being fit. Yeah. All being, you know, all and, being then, well. and then Jota, Maeda and Yakamakis through the middle. Okay. Uh, Craig, mm-hmm. the Rangers team. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been in touch with Gio? Yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't. Um, although I did see him play at the weekend there as well. How, he, still, how did he, he, play? Still, he still moves okay, yeah. He, unlike he, yourself. Yeah, like, unlike myself. <laughs> that's, that is true. That is true. Look, looking at the... Obviously, Morelos is, is a big question mark, as we know, but if he's fit, he starts. Um, but I'll go from the back. McGregor in goals. Mm-hmm. Um, again, he's probably, you know, at, at times this season, taking a little bit of flack in terms of the, the odd performance or whatever. But no doubt McGregor um, is an unbelievable keeper. I think we've seen that um, so many times. He's in goals. You've got Tav, obviously, at right fullback. Goldson, and um, I'm going to go with, uh, I think, Balogun as his partner. Rather than Hollander. Rather than Hollander. 
Um, Balogun, for me, does a, does a decent job. I mean, Holanda also is, is a very good defender. Um, they'll, they'll both, that, that partnership, Goldson and whoever, uh, I'll go with Balogun, needs to be, needs to be on it. Mm -hmm. Balogun, for me, has also got decent turn of foot, decent pace. So if, if, if Rangers want to be nice and aggressive and, and high, mm -hmm. he can cover things that go in behind. Uh, Bassi for me as as a left fullback. Despite those jibes about his fitness. Despite despite <laughs> those jibes, look, I've I've seen him a number of times this season, and one thing that uh, he certainly doesn't look to me is unfit. So I've got no problem with Bassi being in there. I think he's done tremendous actually this season. Mm. I think it's actually been a break breakout season for him. Yeah, yeah. What, uh, what strides of literally strides of progress. Yeah, and and look, he showed obviously that he that he's versatile as well mm. in terms of having a fill in as a left sided central defender for a number of weeks. Lundstrom and Jack in the middle of the park for me, I think that they've they've found a really good combination in the middle of the park. Uh, Lundstrom, we've seen sort of like that that hybrid kind of position, like drop in to, to a three mm. at times as well. But uh, I don't know what the cue is when that happens and how that happens, Rob. But he, he's looked really good in that position. And I think he's grown confidence-wise. And he was actually instrumental in Rangers winning that last game at Dens, which was looking a bit dodgy yeah. for, for a while on a, on a dodgy surface. He, he dropped back into the defence second half, and, and I, but actually was played quite a big part in Rangers getting that win to keep them on track to get to to, to get keep that three-point gap, yeah, basically. Yeah, no, look, for me, he's... he's He's just grown in confidence. I think he's he now feels that he um, you know he deserves to be at the football club. That, mm -hmm. that he's good enough to to play and make it make a difference. It's it's, it's uh, the third position in midfield um, that that I'm kind of thinking. Well, who is it? Does he roll the dice with a with a Ramsey mm -hmm. or you know is is it Scotty Arfield that's been in there that's um, you know done a good job and knows exactly what this game is also mm. all about. I mean, up top of you you've got Kent, you've got Arebo, uh, and if Morelos wasn't fit. Uh, you're probably going with Roof, mm -hmm. um, but then you've got Sakala who's got pace as well. Mm -hmm. that, that can kind of test. Could that be a wild card through the middle? Maybe fashion Sakala if Alfredo Morales is not there. Why not? Why not? And the reason, Rob, why potentially uh, the reasoning behind that is because he is fast. Mm -hmm. So th therefore, he can sort of like stretch a back line, and, and then maybe Celtic have a play a little bit deeper because they're wary of that pace. If that was to happen, that would be the reason. Yeah, and that and that could just maybe sow little seeds of uncertainty for 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 Celtic in terms of what they're defending against yeah. and how they do defend, John. Yeah, of course it, the option is there um, for the Rangers manager, but that's a strong team. Mm. That's a strong team. You know, they they're not champions for nothing, and they'll be they'll be respected. Uh, Celtic will know how difficult the venue mm. it is to go and win at Ibrox. I knew that when I played up here. You know, it was always more difficult away from home. I felt. Would um, you Would you agree that what Rangers need to do Sunday is to hit European heights, hit the levels of performance they've actually maybe reached more in Europe yeah. recently than they have in domestic football? Yeah, I think that's pretty fair, Rob. I think that's pretty fair. I mean, they've certainly raised the bar in terms of the the, the last two uh, European matches. Um, and and the the atmosphere, John, that you're saying yeah, when you walk yeah, like yeah, that yeah. that really can be a huge advantage if you start the game in the right in the right manner. It's uh, it's it's a very very good side and a difficult venue to go to. But this Celtic, this Celtic that we are seeing right now, they're a different animal. We're almost out of time, John. Scoreline uh, for me, uh, I would take a draw. So I'm gonna sit on the fence for the first time in my life, and I'm gonna say one one. Watch for splinters, uh, Craig. Look, I'm I'm probably not going to go with one one, or, or although I believe that would leave 
the season is still game on, still um, something in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe Rangers have got to go and win this match and, and therefore I'm probably going with a victory uh, to Rangers 2-1. That's been great tonight. Really enjoyed it. Craig and John, thanks, thanks very great. much indeed. We are back uh, tomorrow evening. Another old firm pairing for you. Barry Ferguson and Simon Donnelly with me live at five. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go.